And here we go. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, that was nice. <laughs> well, you said do a Joker intro, so there you go. <laughs> John is. John and I are recording together again. It's August, and we're getting to record together, which is a lot of fun. I, we have some gummy bears here. I brought gummy bears. And he has he separates his gummy bears by color. It sounds worse when you say it like that. I separate them by flavor. <laughs> you segregate your, your gummy bears. No! <laughs> the Haribo uh. stands are going to come for me in the comments. <laughs> no, the world is like a bag of gummy bears. They don't need to be separated by color. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! Nope. No, no, no. No superheroes here. Just Jay and John. Welcome to the nerdiest podcast you'll ever hear. They didn't ask us. Uh, welcome back to season two of <laughs> They Didn't Ask Us. <laughs> the type of, you know deep life metaphor i'm not sure you got in season one no uh, that shows that we've grown <laughs> we uh, have <laughs> we've grown as individuals <laughs> so you said you had a story i do um so this has been a couple of weeks ago but some some good friends of ours we've shouted them out before is um meeple town games oh uh, yes fellow podcast and they did a live recording on uh youtube a live episode recording so which makes sense because they're all about board gaming so you could watch them actually play the board game? Not in this one. Oh. It was not it was not a gameplay review in this one. This was a they had the games with them so they would hold them up and you could see like various components and they were able to more accurately and in depth discuss like you know I like this, I don't like this. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but the interesting dynamic to me was that live broadcasts have chat, which means that so people can type out questions and stuff. Questions, comments, um, you can just, there's a lot, there's a lot more direct, immediate interaction, which as someone who's on Twitch, I'm used to chat. Well, I mean, I'm used to the chat that I have. It's not exactly blowing up. Uh, there's like three or four people in there from time to time and we have, we have a pretty good time. Uh, we had a really heated debate a couple of weeks ago about which jelly is best. Like for your peanut butter? Yes. Oh. It's a very heated debate. So uh, what did you strawberry say? Strawberry one and I'm ticked. So what uh, did you say, though? I, I said my favorite is blackberry. Okay. Which is, like, the hipster of jellies. Really? Because there's, like, grape and strawberry, number one, number two, and then distant third is blackberry. Oh. I was like, I'm content with that. I don't even care. We I got bronze, right? I'm the third best. Well, hipsters, I was like, so blackberry jam wears hoodies and beanies? What? Um... Really like thin rimmed metal glasses. Oh, okay. They only ride um they only like a fixed gear bike. I'm trying to think of other hipster things. I haven't been And their to... favorite actor is James Dean. No, even James Dean is too mainstream. Oh no. Like they would only like and they um, only listen to Bob Dylan. Does anyone actually listen to Bob Dylan or do people just say they listen to Bob Dylan? I love Bob Dylan. Dang it. I've got a book out there that's called Why Bob Dylan Matters. So anyway, I just thought it was really interesting to be in the be in the chat of a live podcast recording. Yeah, so you're thinking maybe we should do that. Eventually, I would be on board with that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I mean, I have the setup for it. It's just at my house yeah. and not mobile. Well, I could always come to your house. It's true. I have a car. That's what I've been told. <laughs> uh, I've also ridden in it before, so... Uh... Yes. <laughs> 
But the one thing that I sat there noticing is um, podcast chat and Twitch chat are very different, right? So Twitch oh, yeah. chat, Twitch chat is very emote heavy. Yeah, I would think so. Because you're playing, um, you can't really read a whole lot. Right? You'd be surprised. Oh. Um, I mean, once you get to a certain level of like fame, notoriety, success, whatever word you want to use, um, you don't see those type of streamers just like read every message of chat because they have thousands of viewers. Their chat is just flowing. Yeah. But um, like smaller streamers who have anywhere like single to probably even low triple digit views, they probably can be able to read everything as long as it's not moving like too too fast so like i've been watching a lot of uh a lot of streams that have a couple dozen viewers and they keep up with it really really well podcast chat is not like that because it's 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 a different audience yeah so twitch chat's a lot more like laid back and casual and like making jokes and having a good time in and amongst themselves whereas like podcast chat felt a lot more like like john and dean were teachers and everyone was like in chat raising their hand to ask a question. And I'm just <laughs> sitting next, in there next. just like throwing jokes out there and having a good time. And I'm just like, one of these things is not like the others. And it's me. Yeah. Well, welcome back to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us Season 2. Where it all goes downhill. I mean, gets better. <laughs> I am your host, Jay. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Ladies Love, JM. Um, I'm trying to think of another famous JM, and I'm losing it. Uh, the only one I can think of is JM Barry, who wrote Peter Pan. I'm not sure ladies loved him. I'll, I'll accept the compliment. Uh, move on. Uh <laughs> Well, welcome to the show, and this is season two. Man, this is exciting. I honestly, there was a part of me that didn't think we would make it through a season one. Did, did we get new writers? Any writers? We did, did we get, get some writers. Did we get new writers? We got new writers. Okay, the old ones so, we threw out, we were like, they, okay. it wasn't working out. We got a new producer. Bailey was just, you know, all he cared about was the tuna. Yeah, cat scratch fever. Well, you know what they say, you know, the difference between uh, piano, tuna, and glue, right? What's that? You can tune a piano, but you can't piano a tuna. What? Where's the glue? I thought you'd get stuck on that. <laughs> yes! No one ever remembers the glue. <laughs> Got him. Oh, man. Yep, there's our fantastic writing at work right there. Yeah, no, it's just us. It's it's John. It's Jay. You sound so disappointed. Like, no, you're stuck with <laughs> wah, us still. Wah. No, it, it is... Uh, but no, this is exciting. This is actually just... Side note, there won't be any news this episode. <laughs> this episode is pre-recorded. We actually recorded this back in July, which is why there's not any news. When it was not August, so we lied to you already. I know. We're we're just a bunch of liars and thieves. It's more stuff you have to look forward to in season two. You yeah. Know. <laughs> What's real? What isn't real? I uh, hope you liked our cliffhanger. Glad you came back. <laughs> Remember that? All those... Weeks ago. But uh, no, the reason why we're doing that is because uh, my wife will... Let's see, when this episode drops, there's a possibility that my wife will have just gone into labor. That is why we are pre-recording, so that I can spend more time with my baby and my wife while they are recovering and welcoming, exploring the world. Anywho... But um, this week, what we are reviewing is Mask of the Phantasm, uh, which is a animated movie that can now currently be streamed on Netflix. 
and it is a Batman movie. It was made after, I believe, the first season of the animated series. Because this came out in 93, and Batman the Animated Series started in 92. So I think this came out after the first season. That would make sense. Also, did you know when you search Wikipedia Batman TAS, it automatically redirects you? It knows. Um, yeah, it doesn't say when it takes place in canon, uh, mainly because, well, I mean, we'll address this later. It kind of exists in its own vacuum. It does. Based on the animated series, the film started production as a direct-to-video release, but was ultimately changed into a theatrical release. So this went to theaters. Uh, Although the film was not a financial success upon its release, it earned widespread acclaim and has since become a commercial success through its various home video releases. Fun fact, in 1994... It was up for an award for, I'm not sure what the award was, but it was one of the best, what was best animated film. It wasn't the Oscars, but it was nominated and it lost to The Lion King. Uh, Annie Award. Yes. Whatever an Annie Award is. I mean, to come in third with these three movies is not a slouch in any way, shape, or form. It came in third to, well, actually it doesn't say it came in third, it just says it lost to The Lion King. Uh, but the other, the third movie in that is Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, wow. So those are three iconic movies. Yeah. For various people. Yeah. You'll find out why here in just a minute. But yeah, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, please pause the show. We will wait. We're very patient. And you can go and watch this movie and then come back and enjoy the review. Because... It, it gives us more time to finish these gummy bears. It does. And typically... We are very spoiler-heavy on this show. We tend to not tiptoe. We're spoiler-heavy in the sense of we use our knowledge of the plot, the contents, all of these things to influence our reviews and our discussion. (laughs) Yes. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back with a second season. This is exciting, and uh, it's going to be a lot more fun. I think you're going to find, just so you know, the listener, I edit the show before it's released and what i started noticing was the episodes that i enjoyed the most editing were the shows that we did a lot of this was just this banter and it was a lot more fun and funny and just more enjoyable and i thought you know i think the listeners are also going to enjoy that a little bit more too so i feel like it makes it more real in a way yeah it makes it feel that they're sitting in this third chair right next to us that's right we always keep a third chair in the room to remind us that the listener is also here with us. That's a lie. There's not a third chair. <laughs> <laughs> sounded good, though. Oh, yeah. No, it sounded great, but we, also weird. We do have a telescope in the room. We should go look at that comet. I was going to say we have a telescope in the room so we can see if you're not listening to us. <laughs> but then you're hearing the thing, so you're listening to us. So then you wouldn't be included in the joke. Very 1984 of you. It's the world we live in, Jay. Yeah, it really is. Speaking of which, what's happening in August right now? Who oh, knows? knows? <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I mean, we've had... We had murder hornets for like three days. Who knows what August is going to have? We had murder hornets, and then lately we had the nunchuck bear. Did you see that? Yes, I did. I'm all about the nunchuck bear, actually. Oh, lordy. School has maybe kind of started back. Actually, speaking of the nunchuck bear, reminds me of something that we didn't talk about in the previous episode. Winnie the Pooh. If only. (laughs) Um, No, I saw that there's a new uh, Ninja Turtles limited series coming out. No way. Where... On CBS? I think it's a comic. Oh. A new limited comic coming out. Oh, fun. Called, it's, I think it's, I only saw it very briefly and it was on Facebook, so I don't even know if it's real, but it sounds awesome. 
It's called like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ronin or something like that. Three of them are dead. The turtles? Three of the turtles are dead. Oh, that's awful. The last turtle has all of the weapons and you don't know which turtle it is on the cover of the first issue. Oh, wow. Because it's black and white. So you can't tell which turtle is still alive. Well, it's gotta be Raphael. I don't think so. I feel like he could fly off the handle at the wrong person. Dead. Who do you think it is? I think it's gonna... for, For the sake of the storytelling, Michelangelo would have the best character to do that with because you take his personality from when it's the four of them Mm. turn him into i mean ronin from infinity war yeah you take that hardened exterior but he's still got that good core in there somewhere someone's gonna come redeem him yeah like Raphael. if that situation happens good core gone he's just gonna kill everybody Hmm. because he has no counterbalance with leonardo and donatello cool that would be cool. Yeah, no, I'd be all about that. Yeah, I'm totally gonna read this. When does it come out? I don't know. Oh, this is—is is this just, just rumor? Well, it was on Facebook, which we know how reliable Facebook is. Well, super reliable, duh. TMNT Ronin. Yeah, we gotta say they're reliable, otherwise they'll block us. Um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin story will begin August 19th. Okay. It is a, it is a five episode, or a five episode, a five book miniseries oh i'm totally reading that yeah it looks amazing oh i'm so excited so i'm glad that it's actually still viable news for august (laughs) look at me yeah i'm the best (laughs) this thing i saw on facebook might be helpful it is point john gryffindor wins the cup there you go (laughs) just kidding i'm probably a ravenclaw i'm a ravenclaw i get a different thing every time i take the test you would be a ravenclaw i get i go back and forth between ravenclaw and slytherin Back and forth. Why are you a Slytherin? Because I'm intellectual, but also cunning. It's like lawful evil on the tabletop gaming scale. Hmm. Okay. Because, or it's a chaotic, chaotic evil. No, that's just bad. What's your American uh-huh. house? Uh, it's a small house. It's around 1,100 square feet. Uh, three bedrooms, two baths. Stop it. Stop it. I have no idea. I've only taken the OG, like, okay. Pottermore test. I don't know. Yeah, I can't even tell you what the American houses are. Mine's a Thunderbird. Oh, mine's a Camaro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. See, she totally should have made all the houses... Muscle cars. Muscle cars. American muscle cars. Because it would have shown that Magic didn't make it to the, to the States in that sense until muscle car culture, which would be the 60s, so it wouldn't have the depth... Of like the years and years and years and years of history, similar to how England has hundreds of years more history than the U.S. does. Yeah, the metaphor is there. Yeah, yeah. it's very stretched. <laughs> About as much as my voice. <laughs> so, what have you been? Well, I can't say what you've been up to because this is recorded. <laughs> this is a pre-recording. I can guess though. So, around the time we recorded our previous episode, so it'd be that teens uh, week of July, I started a Halo 3 playthrough on my uh, Twitch channel. Okay. So I've probably gone back in and done 1 and 2, or I've just abandoned them because 3 is objectively the best Halo game. Uh, The only one that comes close is Reach. Reach is the only one that fights Halo 3, in my opinion. Probably still playing Call of Duty. I'm still still vibing with that game. I play Age of Empires 2 more than more than i should have you given up completely on fallen order no except for like right now because so I'm... like i want to reset because i went into that game thinking it would be force unleashed and it was dark souls mm. i was not expecting dark you don't get ambushed by dark souls and have a good time mm-hmm. i'm kind of giving it enough time for my mentality to reset and then go and go back to it knowing what it is 
Well, I am playing through it again with the plus and playing as the dark cow inquisitor outfit in the red lightsaber. And that's just an outfit though, right? Yeah, it doesn't actually make him evil, but in my mind it does. It's still weird for me. And we we mentioned, uh, we very briefly mentioned Gotham in previous episode, but to give it all a little bit more of a, more of a tie together, it's very hard for me to separate the actor who plays the twins, the evil twins, one who ends up becoming their version of the Joker. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, from Cal, the protagonist of Fallen Order, because they're the same. They're the same person, same voice, mocap, um, all of that stuff. And I look at him, and I know him from Gotham, so that's what I immediately associate him with. Mm, I and see. it's very difficult to go from the chaotic evil character to the linear hero protagonist of a story. Mm-hmm. It's a very weird disconnect for me mentally. The acting is so much different. So yeah, do you mind if I take the coconut one? Go for it. I love. Jay, I have bad news. The clear gummy bear is not coconut. Oh, is it pineapple? It's pineapple. Okay. I knew it was one of those. Yeah, it's it's the other ingredient of pina colada. It's uh, pina, not colada. Right. Is colada Spanish for coconut? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Here we are. We've just offended another culture. Oh, man. Season two is off to a rough start. So, Mask of the Phantasm. Should we jump into it? I think we should. Okay. So, Mac of the... Oh, gosh. <laughs> Should we jump into it? Mask of the Phantasm, released in 1993. First film set in the DC animated universe. I love the DCAU so much. Me too. It's very, very good. That's where their... Strength is. Yes. Absolutely. Definitely. Now, it stars Kevin Conroy. The OG. The only Batman voice. And then also Mark Hamill as the best version of the Joker. Are you saying all time or just voice? Voice. Voice. I mean, that's that's easy. The best voice. Yeah, I've seen I've seen people online make the debate. He's bar none the best Joker. Period. Including Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix. And that's very difficult for me. Well, it's very different because they're completely different media. Yeah. But the fact alone that you can make that argument to hold like this animated voice, even though it's Mark Hamill, can hold up to two Oscar winners. I mean, that sets the bar pretty high. And it's pretty great because they've had times where the you know they'll have these conferences and stuff and the the San Diego Comic Con and you know you might have Mark you'll have Mark Hamill show up and they'll say hey will you read some of the Joker's lines from The Dark Knight in your in your version of the Joker and so he'll read them it's amazing how just him reading it changes the tone of it completely so it's not just all about the writing it is also about the performing the aspect performing, of it. yeah so um heath ledger i mean i think personally that's my favorite version of the live action joker i know you you liked um the newest one. Oh, well, i mean it's no longer What's the newest one um i think heath ledger is the best uh i just think jared leto's is is underrated because its movie is so bad because suicide squad is not a good movie like don't get that twisted for what he was asked to do i think jared leto did very well i think i've talked about this on the podcast before i don't we have because it was with uh when we talked about joaquin phoenix's which i think we both agreed was just kind of like it's a good performance but it's a bad joker yeah in my in my opinion i can't remember what i said about it opinions change it's true (laughs) <laughs> Something to be celebrated. Opinions change. Yes. Now, um, so, Mask of the Phantasm. Um, I never, I have never seen this. Really? Until we said we were going to review it. 
So I actually, um, a couple of years ago, I, I mean, I've said multiple times, I own the entire animated series on DVD. In the same period of time when I was acquiring those, I also found a DVD. You know, remember in like the, it would have been the early 2000s at this point, when they did those uh, double-sided DVDs? Yeah. And they had like something on each side and one of them was cool and one of them was like the reason it was so cheap. Right. I found one of those that had Mask of the Phantasm and I don't remember what it's called, the the animated series Mr. Freeze movie, like Heart of Ice or something. Sub-Zero? Sub-Zero, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Heart of Ice was the the episode he was introduced in um, in the in the animated series, uh, but it has Batman Mr. Freeze Sub Zero. So I've had that for years, and they're both so so good. See, uh, that's a Sub Zero is another one I haven't seen. Is DC Universe still a thing, or is it defunct already? In August, <laughs> maybe not. That's, yeah, that's who's to say? <laughs> who's, I mean, who's to say if this is? Not, it'd be really short if they took this off Netflix already, because yeah. it only got added in July. Yeah, I think they're all the DC stuff is being moved over to HBO. Oh, it means I'm gonna have to pay for HBO again. Um, I say again, I've never paid for HBO before. No, you just do the free trial, binge everything, and then turn it off. I don't actually. I oh. watched I watched Game <laughs> of Thrones at my friend's house. Oh, okay, there you go. He, we had a big to do for the for every episode of the last season. We would have like dinner, and we would have a themed drink for that episode based off of the last episode because we didn't know it was going to happen obviously or we mm-hmm. wouldn't have watched the last season because it was garbage mm-hmm. so yeah i just uh, i have i have friends who who pay to use things and i show up with food at their house so there's a trade-off there can i watch this please here's some food well uh so first initial reactions for me well i don't know should we review it should we summarize it first i would give i would give a summary okay um the first thing i would use to summarize it is it exists in a vacuum so nothing before and nothing since impacts the plot of mask of the phantasm i feel like that's fair to say it's non-linear in a in a storytelling standpoint Uh, But the gist of it is young Bruce Wayne, starting to get into crime fighting, falls in love. Falls in love with the daughter of a businessman who is uh, having some shady dealings. He himself, uh, they they tell the story, he is not inherently shady. But he has some deals with some gangsters, and we all know how those end. Um, So Bruce proposes to the daughter, who then has to go on the run because of the dad's dealings with the gangsters. She breaks his heart. He becomes Batman. Years pass. And then these people who were in this crooked business deal all start dying one by one. A masked figure, a vigilante. People are blaming Batman for it. So he is, one, wanting to catch them because that's what Batman does. But two, invested in clearing his own name. It's just kind of the connections there intermingling with Bruce's past, his present, how all of these tie in. I feel like that's a very okay, mostly spoiler, I would say pretty spoiler free. So that's the synopsis. Again, like Jay said, if you haven't seen it, it's not super long. I want to say it's like an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah, I actually, I remember when I turned it on, it shocked me. It was only an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, you've, I don't know your life. I'm not going to say you have time, but like, it's less than Hamilton, which is what we reviewed last time. So <laughs> It's definitely less could, than you Hamilton. You could watch Mask of the Phantasm twice. And the time it would take you to watch Hamilton once. I'm, that's all I'm going to say. It's not all I'm going to say. Hamilton's better than this. But they're so different. They are very different. They're so different. They are. So after the synopsis, first impression. Go. I didn't like it. Really? Yeah. Was it the storytelling? Because, I mean, obviously the art style is iconic. Yeah, no, it wasn't the art style. The art style didn't bother me at all. Um, 
you know, it's that looks just like the animated series. To me, it was the... I thought that the story was just kind of boring. I didn't really care for it. I thought there was going to be more to it. And then especially when I saw that it was only an hour and 15 minutes, I thought, okay, this isn't going to get very deep at all. And it didn't. Yeah. Uh, It really didn't. It was just very kind of... I don't know. I don't know what the right word would be. Surface level, I guess. It was just... It was okay. I mean, I, I enjoyed it because it was Batman. But overall i didn't care for it yeah that's that's most of mine as well so one of the one of the shows i grew up on is uh scooby-doo okay yeah. right and i i also grew up on this uh sunday morning comic called foxtrot one of my favorite i would read the paper every day go straight to the comics and read foxtrot and one of the series that they had the the kids were solving a crime and it was uh some secondary character whatever but he ruined procedural shows like this for me because he goes, don't you watch shows like this? It's the innocuous secondary character introduced then forgotten. And it makes every Scooby-Doo episode just, you know who it is in the first five minutes because they introduce who it is, mm-hmm. right? It's not like they introduce 30 characters. It's not like guess who. It's, you know, there's four characters. Uh, three of them have alibis pretty immediately. And it can't be the fourth guy, and it's always the fourth guy. So that's my big takeaway of Mask of the Phantasm, is that it's very predictable. It has a, again, it has a unique Joker origin, which is one thing I love about the Joker character. There is no singular canon origin. No, you can't pinpoint the Joker and say, okay, this is where he came from. Right. So I think that is something that it did very well. I agree. I agree with that. But as for the rest of it, kind of like you said, it's it's a Scooby-Doo episode that instead of 24 minutes, it's, what, what would that be? An hour and 15 minutes would be like 75, 79 minutes. And what it reminded me of was the animated version of Hush. Or no, was it the animated version of Hush? No, no, no. I'm getting it mixed up because in the comic, that's right. I If, if... The animated version of Hush had been like the comic version of Hush, which is also a Batman, uh, for those who may not have heard that episode, we reviewed a... Oh man, we're going to have to start doing this because we got two seasons now. So in our first season, we reviewed... uh, We did a comparison to the comic book of Batman Hush and then the animated movie of Batman Hush. And if you read the comic and then watch the movie, they're two very completely different stories. And in the comic, it ends up being Elliot. But in the cartoon, it ends up being the Riddler. And it's a, well, yes and no. It's a little vaguer in the comic because Hush doesn't die. In the in the movie, Hush dies and it ticked me off um and riddler has somehow always known riddler always knew tommy elliott was hush and always knew bruce wayne was batman but there was no fun in you know exposing that and riddler is a neurotic villain so it completely changes the ending in a way that it just makes it more obvious and less vague and so but if okay so what i was going to get to was is if movie had ended in the same way that the comic did elliot was introduced was exactly like in scooby-doo was interest introduced at the very beginning mm-hmm. and even my son when we were watching it was like i bet he did it oh it's a lot more obvious got that scooby-doo it logic it is, than it is reading it yeah reading it the storytelling is amazing to me at least but i mean it's also been a while since i read it for the first time well i think both of us agreed that the comic is definitely a lot better yeah to me it was just very it wasn't very 
deep. I was just kind of. I, I would. Know. I would wonder, and I. I was just looking on on uh, Hush's Wikipedia page to see if this was mentioned, but I would wonder because there are very very surface level similarities in the sense of someone from Bruce's past comes back at a very precise moment. Like I would wonder if to a certain extent phantasm didn't influence hush possibly did yeah and there's no way to like unless like we talked to i mean who who wrote hush anyway it was jeff Loeb, i think yeah it was so unless we were like talking to jeff Loeb and we were like hey you know did you do this thing and he was like yeah or no there's no way to know right unless you ask him but we can speculate yeah i mean we could say it did we could say it didn't the parallels are there that's that's undeniable now the influence for this one is definitely a little bit of Year one in year two, I feel like. In snippets. A little bit. Because there's a little bit when he's trying to, you know, discover his persona and really, really he, start the He's the wearing aspect. a ski mask, yeah. you know. So there's, there's like, mild inspiration, but it's, like, a scene and not necessarily, like, the plot as a whole. Now, I liked uh, Phantasm. The mask was really cool. Kind of remind me of um, Asriel a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, had like that Grim Reaper, you know. The, well, it had the, the whole Grim Reaper vibe, too, because it well, has that kind of a skull mask and like kind of a mini scythe. Well, yeah, on Like her, Captain on Hook and a scythe hybrid, kind of. Yeah, and he would say, uh, your angel of death has come. That's pretty whatever. direct, yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a pretty direct <laughs> Grim Reaper. Like, if the Grim Reaper is real, I imagine he would say something like that. Although I feel like it would also be funny if the Grim Reaper was someone like uh, like Danny DeVito, who would just like show up when you die and like, hate to break it to you, but uh, it's time. Or like, the Grim Reaper is actually Buddy the Elf. That's a different rabbit hole of just like weirdest Grim Reapers. That would be funny to go down, but not as, right now. As far as the music goes, I enjoyed the music, uh, the artwork I enjoyed. I mean, effectively, it is just okay. one long episode of the animated series. It really was. And, and something that stuck out to me that I really enjoyed, too, I just remembered this, is there's the scene where Batman, or or excuse me, Bruce Wayne, he puts on the bat suit for the first time, and Alfred sees him. And, and Batman, you know, he, he puts his cowl on and turns around, and Alfred just goes, my God. And, you know, and it's in that moment that you kind of, you see it on his face, you hear it in his voice, that there is like pure terror in him. He's realizing that this little boy that he's raised has just become this fearful thing that's going to prowl in the night. And I think it just really threw him off. I I liked that scene. I thought that was cool. It's definitely one of the best scenes in there because it goes through... It has the same scene from, like, Batman Begins. He is, like, attacked by the bats, and then he just has that, like, light bulb moment. He was like, oh, yeah, bats are scary. I want to be scary. Well, and they set that up really well, too. I think I liked the flashbacks better than I liked all the present-day stuff. I agree. Because, to me, there was more just... I was doing more of that, oh, cool. Oh, so that's why he does this. Well, I really... The one thing that I... It took me... At least two views um, for me personally to fully appreciate this was one of the one of the dates that Bruce takes. What what's her name? She's very forgettable. Andrea. Uh, Andrea. Thank you. Um, they go to this like a uh, world of tomorrow. Yeah. Like um like Bucky and Steve went to. Yeah. In, like the Stark Expo from uh, First Avenger. They go to this thing and it's really the same type of setup as the Stark Expo. But then later in the movie in the in the quote unquote present day, that's where the Joker's lair is. 
is that same building that they that there's a like notable scene of them being there and the joker has just turned it into this like not militarized but kind of it's a death you trap. Know? Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's turned it into, I mean, a, a Joker lair. So that is something that took me a second to appreciate. Because I'm really bad about this. The first time I watch something, I just watch it. I just sit down. I enjoy it. Subsequent times, I really turn on, like, criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, because by that time, I feel like, you know, I'm not going to be surprised by anything. Or uh, I'll, I'll have a better understanding of the plot so I can focus on other things. I don't know. I should be able to do it on one viewing, but I don't want to. I want to watch I want to watch stuff a lot. No, I, and I, I think I'm the same way because you do. The first time you watch it, you just enjoy it, you know? And I think that's why a lot of times I will see a movie, especially like action movies, you know, you just watch it and you're like, whoa, that was great. And then the more you watch it, the you're more like, that you're was like... actually terrible. Yeah, you're like, huh, <laughs> you know what? That doesn't really make sense right there. My my favorite example for this for this specific phenomenon is a uh, Rambo First Blood Part Two. Yes, the first time I watched this movie, I was like fifteen. Which why was I watching the movie when I was fifteen? That's a question <laughs> for my parents. Uh, but I watched it and I was like, "This is awesome!" Because you know I was fifteen. Uh, and then I watched it with a lot of people in college, and it was the first time they had seen it. Uh-huh. Because, you know, their parents didn't let them watch it when they were 15, because, you know, um, I love my parents. Don't get that, <laughs> don't get that wrong, but we all make mistakes. And so they would watch it, and then we watched it again, and we all just kind of looked at each other, we were like, this movie's terrible, but it's, am- it was like good, bad. hmm You know? Yeah. Like, it was all, almost self-aware. Yeah. But not really. That's, that's my favorite example of, like, when you love something... And then you realize how bad it is. So I could see how lots of things could be that way. And so this was just that way for you. So we should probably go ahead and give it a rating. Do you want to do a creative scale or do we just do a number scale? I'm going to do creative. Let's see. On a scale of... Let's see. What would we say is a... So I'm going to I'm gonna do a 1, 2, and 3, which you, you can't do because you haven't seen Sub-Zero. Just the, the three more or less feature-length Batman movies roughly all from that same era there's phantasm sub-zero and the batman beyond movie of those three phantasm is by far the third best movie still kind of a toss-up for me one and two but they're much closer Mm -hmm. i want to lean towards batman beyond number one Mm -hmm. because the movies i think it's the best i'm gonna put it on a number scale just because i can't really think of a creative scale right now i'm gonna put it at a five out of ten i'm still gonna say that it's worth watching especially if you're a fan of the if you're a fan of the comics if you're a fan of the animated series that came out during that time or if you're a fan of just the dc animated movies or just it's, Batman in general. Like, it ticks all of those boxes. It's worth watching for those specifically, those three things I named specifically, because it was the first movie of the animated, of the DC animated, I think. Am I wrong? No, I was going to say, but it's before the time when they tried to, like, shoehorn them all in together. Right, yeah. Because that was one of the other things we didn't like about Hush, is that they, they made That's it relate right. to previous movies that the source material had come out after hush so it's like how do we force this to work for us as opposed to just releasing them independently which is what they used to do because we're in that era now where everything's got to be related to each other well i remember when the when the change started it was with justice league war 
which is a great plot. It's a great book. But everything after that has been kind of forced to be interconnected. Yeah. Which is a big reason why a lot of my favorite DCAU movies are from before then. Mm-hmm. Because they just got to exist in their own vacuum. Like Under the Red Hood. I love Under the Red Hood. It's probably my favorite Batman story and book. Like it's between Red Hood and Hush for book. But Red Hood stands alone to me mm-hmm. as animated movie. Yeah. Because it, it got to exist as itself. And and to make it now, nothing does. So that's a, a different debate, I think. Probably, I mean, we could have it right now, but I think that's... I always say that's a, div- a different debate for a different time, but this is literally the time to have that. <laughs> well, I think they are kind of stepping away from that a little bit because I know one of the newest ones that's coming out soon is... Superman Man of Tomorrow and that's coming out soon and what it is is that it's a yet another Superman or origin story but it's not going to be connected to all these other movies that they've made it's going to be kind of its own thing like like David S. Pumpkins I guess so (laughs) he's his own thing I watched that episode of SNL recently too that was so weird I love it so much Honestly, like, it's between Nightmare Before Christmas and David S. Pumpkins. Oh my gosh. My favorite thing about Halloween. My favorite thing about November 1st is Half Price Candy. That's why candy was not my favorite thing about Halloween. It's (laughs) because I'm an adult and I have to buy my own candy now. You can come knock on our door. We'll just stare at you. I was about to say, why why are you here? You don't even in a costume or anything. You just have a cheap plastic bucket that says, give me candy. (laughs) Really scary. (laughs) Your angel of trick-or-treat has arrived. (laughs) So you liked it. I didn't. I mean, I, I liked it for what it was worth. Like you said, it's not good, but it's enjoyable. And I mean, it's it's also accessible, which is the other important thing. Because I can't think of where... The, I mean, I have all these on discs, so I don't know where to go to watch them. Because they, I think a lot of them used to be on Netflix. And then when DC tried to, you know, oversell their importance, they made DC <laughs> Universe and they took them all off of the various streaming services they were on. If you can find them... In other ways to watch them, I mean, always, I would always recommend them. I wouldn't even think, so thinking about this in an animated series perspective, I'm not even sure Mask of the Phantasm would be like a top five animated series plot because they're all multi-episode plots. So they all get to be around, you know, three or four episodes sometimes as long, if not longer than this watched concurrently Mm -hmm. or consecutively. Concurrently means at the same time. I don't know. It's, It's good because it's accessible. I think that's going to be our main takeaway here. Now, I would like to hear from you. Absolutely. The listener. I would love to hear what you have to say, what you think, what you thought about it. Uh, are we wrong? Are we right? What's your opinion? I would also like to hear you. Uh, who is your favorite of the of the characters that have been done by multiple actors? And I mean multiple as in three or more actors. Who is your favorite? So, like, who's your favorite? Batman or Jim Gordon or Joker? Like, of these of these portrayed Batman characters, whose do you think is the best? That's a good question. How can they let us know what they think? Well, uh, season two, uh, we still have uh, all of the same social medias from season one. We sure so, do. Uh, you can you can reach out to us at our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash they didn't ask us. Are we gonna be more active with that on season two? What's the what's the plan? We probably should. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing more putting like a question out, like starting around Tuesday or Wednesday 
to kind of keep everybody engaged. Okay. Because I really want to hear from everybody. Yeah, for so sure. like your question that you asked, I'm going to go ahead and put that question on there. Okay. So that people can talk about what it is that they think was important and not important. So yeah, we're going to be a little more engaged there. But then if you don't want the judgment of a public forum, which is what Facebook is, you can email us directly, reach out to us at uh, they didn't ask us at gmail.com as we as we've previously discussed. I have it on my phone now. Um, Jay looks at it. He still looks at it more than I do, and it's on my phone. <laughs> so uh, you'll probably get him uh, if you email them, but sometimes you might get uh, unlucky and get me. Uh, and then if you want to leave us a voice message, um, of course, we've said this since the beginning, you can reach out to us at our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash they didn't ask us. Uh, and if you're if you're down with it, we could have it featured at the end of an episode as kind of a Q&A. Any of those, if you want your voice or, I guess, text if it's just a question on Facebook or email, sure. If you want your voice to be heard on the show, reach out to us. We would love to. We would love to hear from you. You can also follow me on Instagram. The nerd is underscore in for just some of my personal stuff. I'll put some of my thoughts and opinions and what I do in everyday life. General memeage. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And uh, you can also find me on uh, Twitch and Twitter jmuller8332 keeping the brand consistent oh gosh you gotta you gotta keep the brand consistent come on now <laughs> now uh thank you so much for listening to us we are a bi-weekly podcast so we will be back with you in two weeks we actually august has a bonus episode oh i was actually gonna hop in here and say we could also be bi-weekly in the sense of if you wanted to sponsor us we can make more episodes <laughs> season two has capitalism in it that's the that's the change. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to get engaged, please do. Get engaged with us. Uh, we'd love to have you. Tell your friends. Tell your family. We are family friendly. That is the main thing that we're doing here is we want you to feel safe and comfortable with us as you listen with your family so that you don't have to worry about any uh, inappropriate language or subject. We love you. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to Season 2. Look forward to it, but until we meet again, nerd out. Thank you for listening to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, we would love to hear from you. You can reach the show by email at they didn't ask us at gmail.com. Whether you just discovered our podcast or have been a long-time listener. If you enjoy what we are doing, please take a moment after the show, give us a review, and also give us a rating. Tune in next time to hear more random nerdy thoughts and opinions from your new favorite podcast.